Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Friday, January 31st, 2020. I'm Rich Drapolino. The European Parliament voted 582 to 40 in favor of the resolution on a common charger for mobile radio equipment. Lawmakers now have until July to adopt an act related to the Charger Harmonization Directive from 2014 or introduce a similar legislative measure. The resolution hopes the adoption of a common charger among smartphones will cut down on e-waste and warns against fragmentation in the wireless charging space as well. Huawei's Austrian country manager Fred Wangfi told the Austrian newspaper Der Standard that it does not intend to return to using Google Play services even after restrictions are lifted. He said Huawei wants to develop its own ecosystem on Android, something it already has to do domestically since Google Play services are not offered in China. Huawei says it already replicates 24 of the 60 Google Play APIs through its Huawei mobile services. It's also considering starting a European proxy company to let U.S. companies like Facebook submit apps to the Huawei app gallery. However, responding to The Verge, a Huawei spokesperson wrote, Our first choice is the open Android ecosystem, including Google mobile services. Apple's redesigned Maps app has rolled out to all users in the U.S. with better view of roads, buildings, and parks. Apple announced the redesign back in June 2018. Apple also says the new maps will arrive for users across Europe in the coming months. The Indian ride-hailing company Ola announced it will begin service in London on February 10th, after receiving a 15-month license to operate in the city back in July. Ola says it will have 20,000 registered drivers in London at launch and will not take commission on rides for the first six weeks, with claims that it will offer, quote, the best commission rate on the market after that. Ola began service in the UK in April 2018 and currently offers service in Birmingham, Bristol, Cardiff, Liverpool, and Reading. Reuters reports that, according to sources, the FBI is investigating the Israeli spyware company NSO Group for possible hacks on U.S. citizens, companies, and gathering intelligence of foreign governments. The investigation reportedly began back in 2017 to look into if NSO Group obtained code from American hackers that was used to crack into smartphones. Sources say the FBI is now looking into how NSO Group provides technical support to its government customers, which could be prosecuted under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act if they had knowledge of improper use. NSO Group previously stated its technology can't target U.S. customers by phone number and that its government customers are the ones who do any alleged hacking. Beta builds of Microsoft's Edge show a new adware blocking feature in testing on the browser. This would block things like toolbars and crypto miners. Edge already offers smart screen filter to protect against phishing and malware, and Microsoft has offered similar unwanted app blocking to enterprise customers through Microsoft Defender Advanced Threat Protection. Amazon reported it earned $6.47 per share on revenue of $87.4 billion, beating analyst expectations of $86.01 billion in revenue on earnings of $4.04. Amazon Web Services revenue grew 34% in the year to $9.95 billion, but saw revenue growth slow for the sixth consecutive quarter. Subscription revenue increased 32% to $5.24 billion. Other revenue, which mostly consists of advertising, increased 41% to $4.78 billion. Amazon announced on its earnings call that Prime members will now receive free Amazon Fresh deliveries, which previously cost $14.99 a month. 
Microsoft launched a bug bounty program for its Xbox gaming platform. Anyone can submit bugs for the Xbox Live network and services, with payouts ranging from $500 to $20,000 based on severity, quality of the submission, and impact on the service. Apple's WebKit team published a proposal on GitHub to standardize the format of one-time passcodes sent over SMS used in two-factor authentication. The format would send a two-line SMS, one for human verification with the code and confirmation of what website sent it, and the second line would have the site URL and the code preceded by a pound sign. The goal is to have the browser and messaging apps on a phone recognize the domain automatically from the message and extract the code to complete the login without further user interaction. The proposal claims feedback from Google has been positive, with Google product manager Steven Sonoff and software engineer Sam Goto providing feedback in development. And finally, Facebook will launch a new toolkit for game streamers and video creators to better manage communities, as well as new chat roles developed in partnership with the Fair Play Alliance. These preset roles include be accepting, respect boundaries, don't criticize, don't be rude, don't flood the chat, don't self-promote, keep it clean, and no profanity. Users can remove or add to the rules in the streamer dashboard, and the rules are visible to viewers directly in chat. The toolkit will continue to let streamers and moderators remove comments, mute a user, and ban them from the stream or page. Banned users will still be able to watch the stream, but not interact. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. And you can find show notes there and links to all these headlines there as well. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.